Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. 30th year anniversary of Image Comics this year in 2022, Jimmy. Thought we should take a look at Image Comic number one, Youngblood number one, by Rob Liefeld. Changed my trajectory. For sure, right? I mean, this was, you know, my favorite artist at the time, and he's going to he's gonna do what? Make his own comic, self-publish it, go out on his own, leave Marvel? Like, all of this was game-changing. And it was never the intention of, when you read certain interviews and things, he was going to do this in tandem with X-Force. You see those latest X-Force issues? Eric Larson draws a page or two, or inks a page or two. You see Dan Panosian. You see lines that are not Rob Liefeld lines any longer, because he's... Um, burning the candle at both ends once reached this level of popularity that if he just floated a 10% of his X-Force audience into something that he completely owned could have done really really well for himself and he was going to do that uh, word on the street is that like you know uh, uh, Tom DeFalco dudes like like that in the administration at Marvel saw the ads for what was going to be called the executioners and we're like, there is no way you're going to be doing that as well as this X-Force comic. Uh, or else, you know, we will sue you. That kind of shit to me is like narc stuff, tattletale stuff. Like, uh, you ain't Martin Goodman's son. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, this ain't your company. You're a company man. And you're going to, like, play, play those kinds of games. Punk shit, it would be enough for me to leave a joint. And it just so happens that that put the battery in a retired Todd McFarlane's back to say like, yo, what if we get a bunch of dudes? What if we go over, put something together, put together a collective, strength in numbers, Wu-Tang Clan type shit? And here we have Image Comics. It's so interesting because that mythology behind it, we know what happened historically. Yeah. They sold record numbers. You know, Each Image book for a while would be like, that's the biggest selling indie comic ever. But you didn't know that going in. It was unknown, and I mean, like, they even talked about originally Youngblood might be black and white, yeah. you know, because it was just going to be an indie comic. And uh, Liefeld had some background and interest in indie comics. Um, you know, I was getting interested in indie comics at that point, so it was kind of neat, the idea of, like, you're going to take this polished Marvel dude and go do a black and white book. That was wild. But no guarantees that you're going to sell a million of these, you know. For all you know, as you say, it could be a 10% of your followers show up, and hey, that would still be a very profitable book. But what I'm saying is like a lot of unknowns in the early days of Image Comics. And I think that's why many of those guys did plan to stick with their Marvel gigs. But then you have the story of McFarlane rounding everybody up to go into the office and say, we're done working for you. So what came first? Were these guys dismissed by Marvel? Did they, you know, follow McFarlane into the office and declare that they were done? Like, I don't actually know the answer as to how that all went down. But I do think it's interesting that, at least early on, they were planning to, like, I'm going to stick at both places. The kayfabe at the time, uh, whenever this actually popped off and was a successful company venture for these uh, gentlemen, the kayfabe at the time was, like, made, they made it seem like it was an all-or-nothing proposal. Like, if this didn't work, it's over. But with enough hindsight and just just thinking business-wise you think the guy who sold uh five million comics for marvel isn't the doors closed to him the guy yeah. who sold eight million comics for marvel the doors closed to him 
I don't think so. Yeah, and McFarlane would say that in interviews. You know, like, maybe I have to go to D.C. and work if this doesn't work out or whatever. But, yeah, I think everybody realized, like, the guys who sold the most books in history, there would always be a place for them in a commercial publisher. Ladies and gentlemen, Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by two Eisner Award-winning New York Times best-selling comic book makers, Jim Rugg, Ed Piscor, and the show is subsidized uh, daily by the comic books that we sell. Uh, and the works that we have that are forthcoming in 2022, Jim Rugg uh, in March has Hulk Grand Design Monster coming out uh, March 30th. March 30th, man. These paper shortages are no joke. He's distilling down 500 pa uh, issues worth of Hulk comics into their purest essence and making two 40-page one-shots that are going to take all the best bits of that history of Hulk uh, combining it into these individual issues and it is a romp like no other got to get your hands on that thing uh, goosed by a couple of variant covers for monster got the marcos martin cover you got the peach momoko cover you got the eddie p by way of todd mcfarlane herb trippy cover uh, these are not retail incentive covers which means uh, you yourself can go to the comic shop tell the uh comic shop owner that you want all four covers you will have all four covers in your pool box uh the week that this comic comes out once again those paper shortages man no joke red room uh the anti-social network is the comic that is on the stands right now but this is just the 2021 season of red room comics it's a new year 2022 we'll see trigger warnings issue number one march 9th this is the cover for the actual uh issue one that you will see on the stands not only are there paper shortages, there was a ransomware attack at the distribution house. So uh, all the stores were not able to order these in the proper timely fashion. Might be kind of a rare comic. I'd like to see it sell out on day one. Uh, goosed by some more variant covers. This is the Eddie P retail incentive cover. Jim Rugg, uh, King K. Faber, has done a cover that is representative of Zap Comics Zero by way of Robert Crumb, and Peach Momoko comes in in the clutch to provide a Mistress Pentagram cover to top that off. Uh, we have Patreons in the link tree below. We have uh, links to get to our books in our link trees below. Now that we're done paying the bills, back to the video. Jimmy, let's, 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 uh, let's, let's enjoy this moment, man. Let's, enjoy, let's have a little fun, dude. Uh, roll call. What's her name? Vogue. Shaft, uh, Chapel, Combat. Oh, Die Hard in the front, Combat behind him. Bad Rock. And uh, Combat, yeah, I wanted it to... <laughs> this that, gets that, harder. That, that was the easy one. Yep, okay, let's see what I got here. All right, man. Let's see. Sentinel. Riptide? Yes. Brahma. This guy. Cougar? I don't know about that one. Photon? Yeah, okay. Mine something? I think it's Sci-Fi, but I'm not sure either. Sci-fire. Sci-fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, do you want to start with the home or away team? Uh, start with the home team. I feel like the home team's the, 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 what I associate. When I think of Youngblood 1, it is not this cover. Well, maybe maybe we start, we, we, we end strong. Tease then. them. A headliner. <laughs> you know, this is the opening band. We'll do that. Curtain jerker. <laughs> Poor Sentinel. 
This is still early days Liefeld, and I believe he's handling the inks on this issue as well as the, uh, you know, the pencil and everything. So plot pencils and inks for Liefeld. And uh, I mentioned that because like, I like the era of him inking himself. Absolutely. And, and this is winding down as image becomes successful and it's like churn out books. You get paid for those number ones. Um, maybe you don't get paid as much to ink. So you bring in a Danny Mickey. I love seeing this stuff in black and white and really being able to sort of see what he's doing with the line work. And this era of those those Liefeld eyes where none of the lines touch and there's like a little dab of ink being uh, absorbed by the paper. Fantastic, man. The, yeah. young, the Youngblood logo was created years before this during the Megaton Comics days. That's a strong ass logo, man. I wonder how that the, the business model of that worked. Like you commission a Kurt Hathaway to do this thing and then you just hold on to that forever uh for you know for future use yeah i have no answers for that and of course we've talked about before team up with malibu for the first year of publishing this stuff yeah and i believe malibu's just taken a little percentage a 10 percent or you know some kind of cut to kind of like handle distribution printers some of the the office the administrative work yeah yeah let a lot of these guys to just be creative and the conceit here is the away team. This is sort of like the CIA to the Youngblood's FBI. Yes. If it's going to be international, it's the away team. And uh, Desert Storm here in the early 90s on everybody's mind. Hassan Kusain. <laughs> of course. And even pre, like, the image reporters, right? SNN. We haven't established the, uh, like, the Todd McFarlane three channels that everyone will reference. Yep. Pretty strong. Starting off strong, dude. Red eyes on Cougar, Cougar bother me a little bit, man, but uh, we're establishing those characters, dude. And uh, what I s often say about the Rob Liefeld uh, school of how to make comics, you have a couple sets of action figures and they're button up against each other and that's all you get. And you know what? That's all we wanted. This looks like a screen tone applied to the side mm -hmm. of this gun. And totally. again, makes me wonder about black and white. Makes me wonder when was the decision made that this wasn't going to be black and white. Right. Does he draw half of it or get, get kind of into the production before that comes up? Yeah, good question. Because I had like the Comic Scene magazine that would have some of these pages. I think it had this page in black and white, and I really liked how all that stuff looked. This is another strong one, and I feel like this is a pretty iconic Liefeld-style composition. This is that character, Cougar, that almost was going to be a new mutant. You can see a version of the iconic cable cover, Ink by McFarlane, with a cougar in the crosshairs, and there was that Marvel Age issue where it was showing a lot of Rob Liefeld character designs, and this full cougar design was in there with names talking about how it was going to be a member of like X-Force or something. I like the cougar teeth, and you get a good close-up of those, the, uh, the sharpened teeth. Combat looks all right in that helmet, too, in the background, with like the face, full face shadow inside there. Real giant. Yeah. And, and uh, his <laughs> his alien race is called the Catellans, and Extreme Studios was on uh, Catella Ave, which is the avenue that gets you to Disneyland in, out there in Orange County. I was with Jaime Hernandez, and I said that every time I see Catella Ave, it makes me think of uh, Extreme Studios, and he's like, it makes me think of Disneyland, <laughs> going to Disneyland as a kid. A lot of pathos here, man. Riptide, if you if you recall, she's going to become uh, she's going to become a Playboy model. Brahma becomes a bad dude. Sentinel loses an eye eventually. <laughs> man, Ed, you kept up with the Youngblood history a lot better than I did. Uh, there was a war going on between the Catellans and Photons. Uh, home species 
And Sci-Fi was, was sort of presented as if he was going to be this, like, cunning, maybe bad guy part of the team. And I don't know if anything much happened with him. No. Yeah, I don't remember too much either. This water effect, pretty dicey. <laughs> pretty dicey stuff. All of it. You know, we talk about sometimes, like, you'll see the skies that are elaborately digitally painted. And it's almost like this is your early digital color version of what you could get away with uh, in terms of the colors, what they were capable of. Yeah. A lot of color on display, though. You know, if you looked at a Marvel comic from this time period, it is still the old 64 color palette on newsprint. And, uh, you know, we're mocking this a little bit, but they advanced this color stuff so fast. But even at this stage, this is far beyond what you were seeing in like a Marvel comic. Absolutely. This lettering is very crude. I wonder if Rob Liefeld lettered it. No, there's no uh, letter accredited on this side. I'll take a, I'll make sure to take a look at the, on the other yeah uh but but it is a pretty crude lettering style using just the complete like ellipse templates with no extra fuss or muss man so if like you know if the if the template doesn't get it it's not getting got i so want to believe that that this would be uh liefeld lettering it himself but i i, I doubt that that's the truth um although we'll see the the other side has some wonky lettering too from kurt hathaway but the the thing is like that was something he did whenever they would remaster these issues like right away re-lettering was one of the, the things that was done it's big the the font or the lettering is big this isn't katella <laughs> see combat was wilding out a little bit and here's where we get to see sci-fire who might be a little uh over the edge compared to the rest of the uh the away team this is some coloring there man how totally. about that damn near that brian murray shit right yeah it is who the fuck colored it hey, oh color design brian murray good eye separations digital chameleon sick we're going cronenberg here yes you know and this is theater of the mind so we're going a little off camera coloring the black blood keeping it off camera because uh rob Christian fella. You know what I mean? He's not giving you the gore. I guess comics are still for kids a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't see a comics code approval stamp on the cover. Take a look at the reaction of what Sci-Fire did to uh, our Saddam Hussein analog character as they all enter the room and see what, uh, what happened. Taking the same image of combat and Cougar, shrinking it up a little bit as Sci-Fire advances. Uh, the leader, the the grizzled vet who you think would have seen it all. No, that's not uh, George W. Bridge from uh, X-Force. This is Sentinel. And he's like, what the fuck? And then Brahma is just like, humana, 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 <laughs> through two pages. And Riptide, you know, no pun intended, might be getting a little wet. Look at this mark behind Sentinel. He's good for that shit, dude. And the little circle eyes. How many, did, tell, me, tell me you adopted that in your drawing practice in 1992. I struggled with Liefeld eyes. This this would be a weird thing. That one kind of works for me, but then there's a version of this where you have your spec for the eye in the center and it's hatched out around it. Yes, yes. And yes. it's just like it gets it gets abstract. The Venetian blind eyes. We might even see some of those in the uh, in the home team coverage. Little little brigade battlestone oh, yeah. plug here. For sure, man. And then the cover up. The cover up. Crusade's terror ends in suicide. 
Rob Liefeld smart enough to try to get some mailing addresses from people with the Rob Liefeld uh, fan club. Uh, you know, you get the mailing address. I bet you that served them well. You could pe- you could keep people appraised of uh, what's going on. Maybe you have a little checklist for original art sales and, and uh, you know, the price for things. You know, people making comments below. If anybody was a member of this fan club, I'm curious about that experience, what you got with your 450 for your annual membership. Um, all and, of that stuff. And how long did that shit last, man? Was there uh, was there one? I mean, this book I think sold around a million. Mm-hmm. So, if one percent joined the club, you know, you're looking at ten thousand, ten thousand people sending money in, maybe. Yeah. Thirty-five, forty-five thousand dollars in membership dues. Jimmy, can we do the home team? Yeah, it's another one of those bookend illustrations. If, if you were pulling out some original art that you'd like to own, like these bookends of the Youngblood teams, pretty sweet. Yeah. See some personality in Shaft's face. And see, we're getting close to the Venetian blinds there. You, you, you definitely get it there. Ed, why did I think Kurt Hathaway lettered this stuff? Because he, he de- definitely letters the next. Uh, maybe, maybe he did letter this here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't see his name anywhere, so it's funny. Like, in my mind, that's the letter, but I don't know why I think that. He letters the subsequence for sure. Classic. You know, I don't know that Rob did this. Even this. This might be a Malrat Michaels or, or uh, one of those other fellows, man. Uh, but this is like Ozymandias and his, uh, his assistant type, type thing, like in the, in the, in the mall. Those black eyes, man. That's something I marvel, marvel at. Like, what, what, what's going on right there? Classic Liefeld hair, right there. You see the bleed edges at the end, man, with his like sharpie marker or whatever he's using the ink. Getting ambitious with some bold lines there. You don't see that very often. Yeah, a lot of modeling in your coloring on this side too. Is this a Brian Murray color joint on this one as well? Yes, sir. Separated by Digital Chameleon. And, uh, Jimmy, I believe our characters are in a shopping mall. <laughs> right. As, as you can I, tell. As obviously. you could tell. Look at that super soaker. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Murray, dude, with the rainbow gimmicks. I was going to say, this that's mo- a, lot of, uh, a lot of color in the background. This must have been the stuff I was looking at. You remember that, that X-Men yes. comic that I drew as a kid? I, I must have been cribbing like, from that. Dude, uh, Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive cover. Yes. <laughs> Shades of this this color motif. Uh, 20, 20, almost 30 years later. Doesn't that look inhuman? To, yes, but uh, <laughs> we're going to start flagging those. <laughs> but just like, you know, he's out with his girlfriend and turns into that. This reminds me a little bit of like the mall scene in Commando. I feel like it could be a the, the similar mall setting. Getting blasted off the uh, balcony, man, off the second floor. They give you two moments of it. <laughs> Gurgle, no arrows. Just to just to make sure that you know that he's the the uh, archer of the team. Yeah, no throwing arrows. a pen. That's uh. Hank Canals on the dialogue. Bullseye style. <laughs> for this stuff, man. So that's that moment, dude. After the poison pill in the uh, watch. Exactly. You know he's the popular fella. Of course, Ozymandias is the is the public figure in Watchmen too. So that's kind of the deal with these characters. Public public figures. As a huge part of the Youngblood like sales pitch is that celebrity, uh, you know, celebrity status to go with the superheroes, which I think is a good idea. 
a young uh, bad rock he's like a 13 year old kid still getting uh curds and whey cooked for his by his mom for breakfast is he bedrock at this point he is bedrock okay. i'm pretty sure yeah i was trying to think yeah I think he's it's bedrock an issue or two in before they switch to bad rock i guess for trademark reasons do you remember his uh phrase no yabba dabba doom how could i forget that one <laughs> duty calls so uh mom cares enough to make him lucky charms in the morning has no problems with uh, her little boy running off to uh go save the day concrete was out by then right oh yeah 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 this is this is i think concrete's out in 85 86. right die horde he's the mysterious one yeah and and uh what's that bed that folds up into the wall yeah yeah that's, the murphy bed <laughs> the murphy the murphy bed for die hard there <laughs> Remember when you see uh, Die Hard of the Past and he's got the Cobra Commander mask in Young Blood Strike File? Yes. All right, dude. Let's see Hank Canal's uh, dialogue chops when we introduce Chapel, Arlington, Virginia, above ground, 1 11 p.m. Another night, another love, Chapel, my man. Young, <laughs> Young Blood membership has its privileges. He says, Wake up, babe. Duty calls. And she says, Four more minutes. He says, No promises. Leave your number. You know the way out. And then two seconds later, he's in his gimmicks. <laughs> Got the face paint on. I wonder if he I, puts his makeup on in front of her. I want so badly for there to be a panel in between this of him putting the makeup on. Leaning <laughs> into the mirror in the bathroom. Maybe and, small talking with her on her way out. Yeah, and she's telling him the proper foundations to put on and stuff because dudes don't know that kind of thing, you know? It's so funny. But it's also like makes you think about you know the dem demolitions or like uh hawk and animal like any of the that, wrestlers that, that paint their faces get there. and the more elaborate the face painting the more i think about it yes like man you did this every night for a while do you remember the uh, vogue's deal uh, she's a high fashion russia. model i think she's out of russia yeah if i'm not, not mistaken high fashion model <laughs> vogue yeah this is funny because it's kind of matrix-esque running across rooftops and jumping off of rooftops and stuff yeah sure there's there a team is. shot riding motorcycles inside of buildings mm -hmm. bad rock looking dope as fuck man i i do i i drew bad rock more than any of the other young blood good i think bad rock's the best to like the the big team dude uh-huh out of all those uh image big guys i feel like bad rock's the coolest and they're doing the uh what do you call it the mobius man they're all standing on the uh horizon line it's very sexy duty calls dude now, as I said before, a Rob Liefeld comic, The Conflict, it's about um, butting up your action figures against one another in battle. So we just established our good guys. Now let's have our bad dudes do some stuff. And you you did say Brahma switches sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you what these guys' names are, but if you just look at the dialogue real quick, uh, there's a guy called Gage, there's a guy called Deadlock, there's a guy called Starbright. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's Deadlock, the Wolverine character. Uh, maybe that's Starbright. Sure. Look at the arc in Die Hard's, uh, like, like that reverse arc on his spine. Oh my goodness, yeah, I didn't realize that those are yeah, legs. Those are feet, those are feet splaying up behind You're him. right, dude. <laughs> He's a yogi. I like this era of Liefeld art because uh, like the dude's legs are giant. Yes, yeah. I just did my, uh, post. my my profit number one remaster page, yes. and it's the biggest quads I could put on a dude I or on, on profit. <laughs> I love it. They're both the same size here. There's no taper. Yeah. You don't. You're not supposed to do that. 
that's pretty good. I, I was definitely into this. The two-page spreads in this issue, big fan. Man, can't imagine Rob doing motorcycles, but he pulls it off. However he does it. Yeah, that feels like um, we're going to make action figures and toys out of these guys. Yes. We're probably going to need a motorcycle accessory. Yeah, man. And there it is, dude. Our government agent's about to do battle. There's image comic number one. Yeah, wow. Setting things off. It's so weird to revisit this now and think about, one, what Image has done. Yes. And think, this is this is your million-seller launch of this new publisher that's become a, a, an important publisher in American comic books, and yet this is a pretty empty issue. Yes. There's very little. And, you know, we've talked about it before. The storytelling at this point was done in interviews. It was yes. done in the Wizards and the comic scenes and the Amazing Heroes. You know, I was reading everything I could find on these guys. I could tell you all about these characters, but it was all from the interviews. Mm -hmm. You know, it was not from what you got in issue one. Absolutely, man. In fact, if you went into this without those interviews, I'm not sure you'd have any idea what you were looking at. Yeah, not at all. And I swear to Christ, man, at the time, it did not matter. No, it didn't. It didn't matter to me at all. It was such a statement to even have the company called Image, man, because it was totally about surface level aesthetics, man. This stuff is almost not even comics, really. Like, And it becomes a kind of thing that really isn't even comics. Like the later issues, the, the, the back half, you know, up to issue 10. Try reading that stuff. It, you're just looking at some cool looking shit on every page, but the reading experience just, you know, it's plummets. There's nothing to it. You had to get your Joe Casey's and your Alan Moore's and those guys to try to cobble something together. But the original run, it, it just, it, it didn't matter. Like whatever you want to call these things, they, they, they barely worked as comics. They, they were almost like art comics or something. Yeah, they really are. And, you know, I'm looking at this spread now and I'm I'm super happy with it. Like it still has that energy that I like. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a cool shaft. It's a cool looking bad rock. I like Vogue jumping out of there. This this is the stuff that would make the old timers <laughs> fucking so <laughs> mad. The guys who would shit on these dudes like like the grizzled vets and things like this is hatching. What? You know, Doom Force like this is hatching out of Doom Force. It is totally. You know what I mean? Like it is the parody. It's a, it is a self-parody. That's funny. You know the old-timers rejecting this stuff. How much did that help? Like didn't that sort of em em embolden you as like these are my comics, old man? It created that bifurcation, you know, and uh when you tell a kid not to do something, you think they ain't going to lean into it. I also I agree with you that this is more alternative comics than it is mainstream's a dumb word. I don't know what to call it, but I mean, like, that's the two camps you had in the 90s, and you look at it now, and this makes a lot more sense in that alternative camp. Here's here's the thing. It comes out when it comes out in 1992, and it was an earnest effort on the part of Rob Layfield uh, to make, like, you know, his superhero characters, his superhero universe. If you made this exact comic verbatim in recent times... Picture Box would publish it. You know what I mean? Like, if there was a Picture Box, like, an art comics publisher would publish it. They would say, put 1992 in a title. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> that makes sense. I would put 1992 in a title, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, but, because it, it's rare that you have a, a piece that is, like, the parody of itself. But almost any random issue of an image comic kind of works that way. 
it's more effective now after a bunch of years. Yeah, and like you look at Rob Liefeld's success up to the release of Youngblood One, yes, and it is New Mutants number eighty-seven and up. Mm -hmm. You know, it's sort of taken this thing that has a bunch of history, throwing out some of the history, adding some new stuff, and running with it, and just you know, to a fantastic effects. And to a greater extent, you could say Marvel Comics that you bring these guys into, not just Liefeld, but the, all the image guys, where it's like they can pick and choose and move forward and add some new stuff, new action to this house style. Once you go and start your own, now it's like you don't have any of that history. So it's so much stuff that they're being asked to do here in the first issue of an image comic. And it's like, there's no history. I don't exactly know how you replicate a 30 year history like Marvel Universe has that we were playing with. And so I think that's part of what you're seeing in an issue like this is like all these ideas, how do you, how do you communicate those or establish them in 20 pages? And the answer is you don't. You just show a bunch <laughs> of cool stuff happen because there's not one indicator of uh, any of the stuff that was mentioned in interviews. And that would be the catalyst to get the current comic, uh, Image Comics publisher, Eric Stevenson, in touch with Rob Liefeld because he was addressing those issues. Rob, like I read all these interviews and and, uh, and you created this idea of what Youngblood is. None of that's in here. Eric Stevenson gets on the horn, becomes a part of the whole thing. It still doesn't, but he has a job. <laughs> <laughs> he gets in the game and he has a job. I don't know that he addresses any of that. I guess in Youngblood issue six, he has that manorexic uh, shaft, a uh, couple of panels and stuff to establish some uh, pathos and nuance to the character. But uh, so I can remember. Oh yeah, Bad Rock is on a David Letterman type show. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so that's giving you the celebrity <laughs> part. You see, Jimmy? It is. It is. Uh, it is interesting. Add your note that it doesn't even matter. Because it didn't. I bought all these young bloods and was excited to look through them and copy some of the drawings. And, you know, I wasn't alone, obviously, because, like we said, image 30 years going strong at this point. Uh, clearly, the lessons, the takeaways are at that time, it's all the art. You know, it's the art and it's that cult of personality around these artists. The comic company is called Image. I do not think that that is uh, by accident, man. <laughs> smartest, one of the smartest decisions. You good to go, Jimmy? Yeah. Okay, favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design Monster, coming to comic shops in March. You need to pre-order it now. Let your comic shop know you want a copy. Let them know which copy you want. Four different covers to choose from, and it is 40 years of Hulk uh, distilled into one oversized extra-length issue. Uh, basically what I did, locked myself in a room with 500 issues of the Hulk and tried to make sense of the whole thing. Um, in stores in March, you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see how I made it, to see some of the original Hulk Grand Design artwork and some of the process behind Hulk Grand Design. Red Room, the anti-social network, uh, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit uh, is the name of the game, and the anti-social network trade paperback uh, is in stores today. That collects the 2021 season of Red Room issues and the next round of Red Room Comics is going to be coming out uh, reasonably soon. March 9th sees, the, sees Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number one in the comic shops. It's going to be coming out on a monthly basis after that. Uh, every issue completely self-contained, complete episode in every issue. So if you see an issue, grab an issue. Any random one will do. You'll get a complete story with new characters, new perspectives uh, on, on the problems at hand. 
uh, you could read these comics right now today all of anti-social network plus the trigger warning stuff that i've serialized so far is on my patreon for three bucks you'll get the complete archive and i put new strips up every tuesday you could get to all of our links in our link trees in the description below this video what else do we have out there jimmy subscribe to the cartoonist kfabe e-newsletter at the links below the video you can also find cartoonist kfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below the video it's another great great way to help out the uh, cartoonist kfabe channel keep the videos flowing uh jimmy one less set of marching orders give them to the the kfabers we'll be on our way make more comics